Hi friends, welcome to Bite Me, the show about edibles, where I help you take control of your high life. I'm your host, Marge, and thanks for tuning in this week. I've got something a little different. I am going to be talking about the cannabis cooking company in Toronto. Why? Because my husband Chris and I ventured to Toronto over the weekend to take one of their classes. And I have to say, I was really impressed. I'll set the stage for you a little bit. Uh, I live about an hour and a half away from Toronto. So it's a bit of a drive, but not anything too crazy. So we decided to, uh, we had actually booked this class. It wasn't just a last minute thing. We booked this class for Saturday evening and it was kind of ended up being sort of like a date night. You know, we ventured into Toronto. Uh, One of our daughters lives there. So we were able to pop in and see her briefly before we made it to the class. We were able to check out one of the legal dispensaries in Toronto. Well, actually my husband did. We were running late, but he was pretty impressed by that too. So we sort of made uh, a day of it. And what I found most interesting is that even though I consider myself an expert on edibles to a degree, I still learned quite a bit. And I was really impressed. Now, I did go in with an open mind, even though I know a lot about edibles and I can talk about them all day long. By no means do I think I know everything. And I took this as an opportunity to learn some new things. I kept an open mind going in. And of course, when you do that with anything that you do, it's gonna the outcome's going to be better, I think, in my mind. It was, uh, it was a very worthwhile experience. Some of the things that I noticed that I found really interesting is that there was a class, I think, I think there was about 15 or 16 of us in this class, and it really represented a broad cross-section of people. So there was myself and my husband who, you know, we're in our early 40s, but there was people older than us for sure, definitely people who are younger than us. So it really showcased a whole range of ages and backgrounds. And the other thing that I noticed was that they had everybody talk about their experience with edibles. And for the most part, most of the people there had very little experience with edibles, I would say. I was probably one of the most, I was probably the most experienced person there as far as edibles went. But other than that, there were people who had never used cannabis in their entire lives, all the way to people who were regular smokers and, you know, smoked every day kind of thing. So it really, there was a real range of cannabis experience as well, which I thought was super interesting and pretty encouraging. I mean, this legal market in Canada hasn't been around for too long, but people are definitely interested in learning more about our beloved cannabis plant. And specifically, I think edibles represent a big area of interest for people for a lot of the reasons we all know. The whole premise of the cannabis cooking companies was really to help people, regular people like you and I, be able to make effective, safe edibles at home. Essentially, they're helping people take control of their high life. And how can I not support that? As far as the class itself, it was sort of divvied up into an education portion and a cooking portion. But, you know, we were kind of moving around a lot. There is partly the education was happening because we were not only in, we were decarbing the weed that we brought. Everybody had to bring their own legal weed. Now it had to be either 
technically had to be either legal from a dispensary, which is why my husband popped over to a local dispensary that was just around the corner, conveniently located, or you could bring your own flower that you had grown. And we have grown, but most of the stuff I have left over from growing now is trim and shake, and they recommended bringing flour. So we did pop in and pick up some some legal weed just before we showed up for the class. So while, so that we started out the class basically learning how to decarb and we, everybody decarbed their weed before we started. And then they were showing how to infuse the weed. And they were talking about a couple of different techniques. In the end, what they used, which I thought was great, was a magical butter machine. They had two of these machines set up. And essentially the reason they used the magical butter machine is they could do everyone's cannabis and coconut oil at the same time. That allowed them to just run that program while we were doing learning about some of the other aspects of edibles that I'm going to get into in a second. They did a shorter cycle. I often do my coconut oil for two hours in the magical butter machine. They did it for an hour. So it was a lot, uh, not quite as dark green as mine when it, when it comes out, but it was done in an hour. And they the machine basically ran in the background while they were discussing some of the other aspects of edibles I'll, again like I said I'll get into another reason why making your infusions with the magical magical butter machine is so handy and why I recommend it I mean you if you've been listening for a while you know that I own one and I really love it so definitely a worthwhile investment if you're going to be making a lot of infusions but in any case while the decarbing and the infusion portion or activities were going on, we were enlightened with some great information about edibles. And a few of the things I picked up, because some of this stuff is pretty straightforward. If you've been using edibles for a while, certainly you're going you're going to go into a class like this and know a lot of the stuff that they're going to be talking about. However, some of the things they mentioned that I found really interesting that I didn't know One, terpenes. If you've been following cannabis for any length of time, especially in these legal markets, you know that terpenes are becoming sort of a big thing in the edible space. It's not something I've experimented with too much yet, only because I'm working my way through a fuck ton of shake and it's all one variety. So I'm working with what I have. But terpenes are what give your cannabis its specific aroma. And of course, terpenes are in other plants and vegetables and that kind of thing as well. But they're really talking a lot about them in the cannabis space. But what I found most interesting about this is that it was, they were telling the class that it's terpenes that define the effects of the cannabis, not the type. Most of the time, this is what I I believed up until Saturday, is that there's your sativa and your indica. And so there's those two different types of cannabis. I don't know what the Latin shit is. It's like genus or species or or whatever it is. I don't know if I paid too much attention in high school biology, but you've probably all heard of the sativa and the indica. And indica is indicouch. So that's the stuff that makes you really sleepy. You can get couch lock. A lot of people you know, smoke indica to help them sleep. And then there's sativa. And I remember this by calling it sassy sativa because I used to always have trouble remembering which was which. But the sassy sativa was the kind that gave you more energy and allowed you to focus and maybe get some shit done while you were smoking or ingesting or whatever. 
So it also, sativa and indica also indicates how the plant grows. Can't remember which was which, but one's a sort of, I think it might be the indica, was a bushier plant with more dense buds, and the sativa was a taller, slimmer plant with buds that weren't quite as dense. I could have that backwards. I can't remember. But the terpenes, they were saying, is what actually define the effects of the cannabis, not the indica or sativa variety. And I thought that was really interesting because I was commonly under the belief that you either had your your sativa or your indica and that told you kind of what the effects would be. But they're actually saying it's the terpenes, those aromas that we enjoy that will define the effect of the cannabis. Another thing that I learned that I think you would find interesting, my dear friends, is that, and some of this might be... Some of this is kind of intuitive, but uh, cannabis, a lot of infusions are fat or infused in fat for good reason, because that increases the bioavailability of the, of the cannabis and allows it to take effect in our body. If you want to increase the absorption of an edible that you've eaten, having a meal or a snack or something like that prior to that has fat in it will help increase the absorption of what you've just eaten. Alternatively, if you eat an edible on an empty stomach, you might, you will lessen the effect or the absorption, or sometimes you can have zero effect. So if you've ever eaten an edible later at night and you're like, oh, these ones, these ain't shit, even though you're like, I just ate some before that were pretty, pretty good. Well, maybe it has to do with what was in your stomach at the time. If there was nothing or or whatever, it can really have an effect on how the edible is going to increase its potency. It's going to make a pretty big difference. So I thought that was interesting. And that's a little tip you can take with you and experiment with it and see if you notice a difference. So, you know, if you're going to eat an edible, maybe do it, you know, after you've had dinner, or if you're going, if it's during the day or something like that, then maybe you have a, a small snack ahead of time if you're not super hungry, just to have something in your stomach to increase the potency. You can always try it out and see how you find it. And if you do find something interesting, let me know. I'd love to hear about that. Another thing that I learned that I found really interesting is that because one of the, one of the instructors there was a, I think a second level certified cannabis sommelier. And there's only so many of those in the world, which is pretty cool. And she gave us this tip, which was when you're smelling a whole bunch of different cannabis strains, so let's assume maybe you're in a dispensary or someplace where there's some variety for you to, to check out. If you, if you smell your own skin, that will help cleanse your olfactory palate. So as you know, when you're eating a bunch of different foods, say sushi, they put that pickled ginger on the tray so that you can eat that between bites. It helps cleanse your palate between bites. Well, the same thing applies to when you're smelling a lot of things. You go into, say, a store and you're smelling a whole bunch of different colognes. I think I've heard if you smell more than three at once, you really start to lose the sensitivity to the smells. After that, like three is kind of the max and you need to cleanse that palate. Smelling your own skin is a great way to cleanse your palate and bring you back to a baseline so you can continue to notice the aromas 
and the smells and the cannabis that you're checking out. That can be a handy little thing if you're, again, shopping for some weed or or you've got some variety and you want to see if you can pick out the different terpenes and aromas in that cannabis. They also went through, of course, a lot of the cannabis math. So you know what, what strength your infusions are. So you could, we could label them. After the decarbing and the infusion was done, what we did next was we went over and everybody paired up. And there was a... A spot for everybody to cook we had we put on our aprons and there was like a couple hot plates at each table and each spot had the bowls and all the the little dishes with all the ingredients and the recipe that we were going to be making the recipe we're going to be making or the theme of the class was healthy treats which fit in nicely with my january theme of healthy edibles this was a really great recipe but basically we made energy balls and i'm going to share a little bit about what went into them because they're pretty easy to make. They're no bake. Like I said, I mean, these types of recipes you can find all over the internet. It's not like anything proprietary, but adding the infusion to it was really, really nice because they are so easy to make and you can easily do them with stuff that you have on hand if you have a pretty decently stocked cupboard. So essentially it was, it was date based, which gave it the sweetness. So there was no actual other added sugar to this recipe besides the dates. And we put the dates and a little bit of water into a food processor and blended them up to make it nice, uh, a paste. And then I believe they gave us, um, peanut butter. There was chia seed, oats, uh, plant-based protein, and then that all got mixed up and then we formed them into balls. I put mine in the fridge for a few minutes to help them sort of solidify. And then we bagged them up and labeled them because we calculated how much cannabis or how much THC was going to be in each one of these energy bites. They were low dose, which was kind of cool. So they were only about five milligrams, but they tasted really good. So that means if you wanted more, you could certainly eat more. But there was also sort of like that low microdose. So if you wanted to sort of maybe just chill out a little bit before maybe going to the gym for a workout or going about your day and you want something low dose just to sort of, you know, keep you relaxed, then it was pretty ideal for that. This, of course, can easily be modified to use ingredients you have on hand. You don't have peanut butter, try cashew or almond butter. You don't have chia seeds, you could do hemp seeds. Uh, you could do flax, cacao nibs, uh, the protein, you could switch up for a, a variety that you like. Maybe you're into whey protein or hemp protein or the different, there's all kinds of proteins on the market. You could even change up the oats that you put in, maybe use quinoa or couscous instead of oats just to change it up. I mean, the, the possibilities are pretty endless as to what you can do. The other thing, oh, and of course there was coconut oil in it think about a tablespoon or two of coconut oil and they mixed the the coconut oil as well so there was some infused coconut oil and some regular coconut oil so you can really again adjust how much you want to put into your into your recipe because if you want them lower dose you can certainly you don't have to add all infused oils so that's another thing to keep in mind and if you want to make them more potent you could always add an infused peanut butter, cashew, or almond butter quite easily. And that would up the dosage. Just make sure you do your calculations in order to 
just make sure you do your calculations so you know how much you're affecting and changing the recipe. You can take this recipe, you can change it however you like. I really liked that the, it is one of those recipes that you can change up. Again, I've, I've made energy bars uh, in the past because a lot of the ones that are on the market as far as just regular energy bars usually have all kinds of extra shit in them or things you don't want or preservatives, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And when you make your own, they're actually, you can make a whole tray of them, but infusing them, now, I like that idea, and I like the fact that they're no-bake, which makes them pretty easy to do. And the other nice thing is you can put them in your fridge, but if you think you've made if you've made a big batch and you think you're not going to eat them all in a timely manner, you can easily toss these in the freezer too, which is pretty handy. They gave them, actually, they gave us small Ziploc bags, so we were able to put four in each bag, which means you can throw three in the freezer. I think we ended up with a dozen energy bites I put three in the freezer and kept one bag out. The other nice thing though is because everyone brought some cannabis to the class and we only used a little bit of the oil to make our our energy bites. So everybody went home with a jar of infused coconut oil. And I thought that was really great too. So now you've got a jar of, of coconut oil. We all labeled it so we knew how much was in there. And you've got that ready to to use for some other creation that you're putting together in the kitchen. I went home with some energy bites and I went home with some infused coconut oil. They went around and took pictures of everybody and then they also took a group photo of the class and I thought it was definitely worth the time and it was kind of a fun date night as well too. If you walk in with that open mind, knowing you're going to learn something, then it's really interesting to see the people who are coming to these classes and trying out cannabis, some of them for the very first time. And I would encourage you all, if there's a place near you that does this type of cooking class, why not try it out? You might be surprised at what you learn. It might give you some inspiration for some new new recipes you can try. I definitely did learn some other things and have some rest other ideas that I'm going to be trying after taking this class that I'll be sharing with you in the coming weeks. Again, definitely worth the time. Check out the Cannabis Cooking Company to see what the good people there are doing. I love their approach, how they're helping people take control of their high life. I think it was really worthwhile. So again, if you know of a cooking class or people who are running something like that that's hands-on like that I would love to hear I would love to hear about it if you've taken any shoot me an email at bite me podcast at fastmail.com as I'm working on my website which is getting closer to being ready to launch I was thinking that it might be worth having a directory on there at some point with cooking classes all over all over I mean not just Canada and the United States but wherever else somebody thinks that people are running great cooking classes to help people create tasty edibles. So if you know of any, you've heard of any, let me know. I'll check them out. Definitely a good time. And I don't think you'd be disappointed. And if you're in or near Toronto, check out the Cannabis Cooking Company. They're right downtown. They have a wide range of great classes. They even do a certification that's like a full day more in depth cooking class that I may be considering down the road when I've got the funds for that. So you know, anything you can do to expand your knowledge, I think is always worthwhile because when you stop learning, you stop growing. Am I right, people? Cannabis Cooking Company, check them out. As always, you can email me 
cooking classes that you know of or any other feedback, advice, stories, what have you, a bite me podcast at fastmail.com. I'm on Instagram at bite me podcast and I'm on Facebook and Twitter at host Marge if you want to check me out there too. Email is usually still the best way to get a hold of me. And again, the website is getting closer to being done. So I have something else exciting for you guys next week. But in the meanwhile, I hope you make some great tasty edibles and stay high, friends. 